Hey, all you 4Xers out there, I hope you're having a great day. Thanks for joining me again on 4X Radio. Today, we're going to talk about the importance of knowing the numbers. You need to make it your business to know the numbers. Hi, I'm Kelly Johnston, founder of the 4X Formula. And the big question is this. How are real estate agents like us able to create a constant stream of commissions and a constant stream of leads while enjoying life without wasting big budgets on branding, without working crazy hours, without worrying where the next deal is coming from in today's real estate market? This podcast is here to reveal the answers. The numbers. A lot of people say this is a numbers game. You know, if you think about it, This is true for the real estate business. It's crucial to the success of your business to know the numbers. So I'm going to go over a bunch of different areas where you need to know the numbers in your real estate business. Number one, when you're working with a client, okay, the numbers. Most deals are all about the numbers. When people are selling a home, they're looking at the numbers to see what they can net on the sale of their home. And the other end of the transaction is what they're buying. Financing most of the time has to do with the numbers. In order to do your best for your client, do you understand the numbers that are pertinent to making the deal happen? Are you getting this information? Are you having these discussions with your clients so that you can help them make a great decision? When you sit down with them, what's the most important thing in your mind? Get the listing, get the listing, get the listing, get the listing. No matter what, I got to get the listing. (laughs) Depending on a few factors, maybe that's a good strategy for your business, but Like, consider this. If you create or support an unrealistic expectation with that client, are you helping them? If you tell them what they want to hear instead of what they need to hear, are you helping them plan appropriately? What happens when the scenario that's built up in their mind that has been supported by you does not come together? I'll tell you what happens. If you haven't instilled the we talk into your conversation properly, you'll be the person that carries the load of failure of that scenario. If you haven't stated the truth and pushed that decision that they made against your advice towards them so that the responsibility shifts, then you will be the professional that failed them. This is why logic has to enter into the meeting, right? The numbers. When you go over the numbers with people, you should communicate to them that you're going to work off of a worst case scenario for the sale price of their home or a more realistic number, not the number they want. Just explain that you want them to make a plan based on that so that they can see if the plan works. If the plan only works off their best case scenario or the scenario that they're hoping for, then that's not a smart way to make a plan, is it? Think of the psychology behind that though. If they now think of their wish or unrealistic numbers in that way, even if they stick to it later, then there's a bit of a setup for the discussion later. Does that make sense? So if they still choose to move forward in that way, you can revisit that conversation and remind them, right? Hey, uh, hey, you remember we were... We're really just kind of giving it a shot, right? We all hoped that this might be possible. We tried. Now, what if we rework the numbers, right? That's a different conversation, right? Logic doesn't always prevail, but the numbers don't lie. We don't create the market. The buyers create the market. Show them the sales of homes comparable to yours in the last 30 days since you're on the market and against the competition that's out there and explain that this is where the reality is. You don't want to wait longer than 30 days. In the, in the, actually, in the first 21 days, it's better. It's definitely better so that you react properly to market conditions appropriately. 
Once a listing gets to 60 days in most markets, the listing begins to kind of go stale. You know what I mean? In that same meeting, show them where their home is situated in the market. Like visually show them that as compared to the competition, ensure that it's strategically located. Why would a buyer pick their home over the other ones? If their listing is the highest one of the bunch, they got to see that visually. Then logic has to prevail, you'd think, right? Mr. Seller, do you see that your home is priced the highest of all of the comparable homes here? If you were the buyer, how would you feel about our listing? Sometimes it happens that the higher price listings are simply just helping the other houses sell that are priced sharper. Is it possible that over the last 30 days, we've just simply helped other homes sell? I mean, I don't think that's our goal, right? What they're buying also is another key factor here, right? Why are they moving? What is the motivation for the move? Is it just the numbers? What's changed in their lives that's created this urgency? Is the urgency about money or is it about a lifestyle change? Is what they want consumed with just ego, honestly, like when you break it down? Do they just want a bigger house for purely for the sake of just getting a bigger house and they're pressing their affordability factor to the max? Like, do you know? Do you know the numbers? The time to go over the numbers is in the first initial meeting. Sometimes that's not the listing meeting. The best time is the meeting before the actual listing meeting, the planning meeting, right? We have tools for this in the Forex Formula Real Estate Training Course to help you um, have a great meeting, have a great planning meeting so that the game plan gets mapped out and everyone gets on the same page. Know the numbers. You should know their mortgage payout amount, their affordability goals for a monthly outflow. In other words, the monthly payment that's affordable for their budget goals and then get a little bit of understanding about the probability of approval based on income level, um, estimated debt level, etc. Like calculate payment amounts based on today's interest rates. Do you know the current rates? Know the numbers. Why spend all the time, money and effort unless there's a chance of success? <laughs> After going over everything, the conclusion may be that it's not the right time for them. It can be a disappointing reality, but that's okay. You saved a bunch of time. They now trust you. I've had it happen many, many, many times, but when the time was right, they called me because they knew they could trust me because the plan was made on information that they could rely upon. When the time was right, they were excited because they knew it had a chance of coming together. We were empowered by the numbers. So you see where the relationship gets solidified in this scenario? As a group of people, we've gone more deeper than just doing a transaction. We've had meaningful discussions about how we can affect this life change that they're considering. We're looking out for their best interests. They see me as someone in their corner, right? Okay, number two. What about investors? Investors are a great source of business, but their criteria for buying is different. Do you know the numbers that are important to them? What's the cap rate for your area? Do you know what I'm referring to? What's an ROI? How does the cash flow work? How do you uh, come to that, to, to the net numbers? For that particular type of investment? What are the market dynamics? What are the lease rates for that product? What are the residential rental rates for that area? What are the other measuring sticks to ensure a good investment given the different ways to mitigate risk? Just about every single investor has a certain comfort level and a specific investment type that they prefer. They have different tolerance levels in what is acceptable, what is great, what is fantastic, right? In real estate. Do you know the numbers? Do you know the questions to ask in order to make a determination on the numbers that are important to that type of investor? Are you willing to say to your client after your analysis is completed, this is not a good investment? Investors are a little tougher because they're not so emotionally invested in real estate deals. It's all about the numbers for them. If the numbers don't work exactly to their investment criteria, well, maybe there might be some other considerations or some other reasons to still consider that investment, actually. 
What's happening in the future around that property? Is there a way to improve the property slightly to create a higher income to make the numbers work? What are the terms of the rental agreements or leases in place that you can maybe work with, right? Is there another future use for the property that a simple rezoning can create a new value for the property? What's the exit strategy? Know the numbers. Do you see how you become an enormous person of value to this segment of the market? Okay, number three, here's another thing about numbers. What about the stats in your current market area? Do you know the stats? Are they published on a monthly basis in your area? If they are, take a moment to understand what the stats mean. Is it trending in a certain direction? Is it moving towards a seller's market, a buyer's market? Is there a good amount of inventory which translates to there are lots of choices for buyers right now? So is that something to chat about with buyers that you come into contact with? Do you check the stats and find out what the hottest price point is in your market area? If 40% of the sales are happening in a certain price point, then what's the type of product that's mostly popular in that price point? Where are there more buyers buying right now? What are they selling in order to, to buy in that price point? Know the numbers. Know where to focus to get more results. When you're listing a home in that area, how does the conversation go? Do you know the numbers? Make it your business to know the numbers. This is what a realtorpreneur does. Yep, I brought it back. I brought it back. Here it is. You heard it first here on Forex Formula Radio, but you are. You're a person running a business. You're an entrepreneur, a realtorpreneur, and you need to know the numbers. So let's take that to the next level. Number four. Now, what about goal setting and business planning? Do you know the numbers? Do you know what your average dollar per deal is in your market right now? And I mean commission dollar per deal. Do you know if you're on par with that in your business? Or are you a little lower or higher in your business compared to the average? Do you know that number? For business planning and goal setting, this is really important. If you don't know, then how are you supposed to set goals? How do you plan your year ahead if you don't know that? How do you measure success? It's not about how many days you show up at the office. It's not about how many hours you stay away from your house before you go home. It's the deals that you do per year. But how do you know how many deals you need to do to make the income that you need? Well, you need to know your dollar per deal. I've heard many people talk about how many millions of dollars they do in business. And then that's a brag point for them. And this is, I mean, just think about this. This is not why, this is why I'm not impressed. Let me explain. <clears throat> if someone says that they did $6 million in sales, great, good for them. But if it was comprised of three deals of $2 million each, then really, is that impressive? It's not impressive to me. I mean, it's not bad. It's not to be criticized or anything, but I'm more interested in the gross commissions earned plus the future potential that is building as well at the same time. If I use an average 2% factor on that, that person's made 120 grand for that year. Super. But they only affected three people. They increased their database by maybe 30 people to make that happen. That's not a sustainable business. If it takes 20 deals to make that money, then to me, that's actually better. More experience is being gained. More people are being affected by you. You've added more people to your business that will refer business to you down the road. There's seven times more business coming your way in the future and seven times more referral opportunities. Not only that, but if you actually calculate the numbers, more money's being made as well. That would be true for my area, but I'm not sure about the commission structures in your area. Don't get me wrong. This is just an example to make a point. It's simply something just to kind of get you thinking. I want, you, I want to get you out of transactional and more relational thinking. Think about building businesses for tomorrow while doing business today. Know your average dollar per deal. This is crucial for goal setting. The lag measures, 
The lag measure is the end result of the gross commission, but it's the lead measures like leads, contacts, referrals, strategic alliance that affect your business or enter into your database that will feed your business long term. Do you know on a monthly basis how many new contacts you made? Are you recording every single one of them? How many you need to make to get the result that you need? What's your conversion rate? Count every lead from every single source, even an email inquiry on a listing that never gets back to you. That counts as a lead. Count every lead, mark them down so that you can figure out your conversion rate. That will dictate where your efforts need to be focused in order to help you determine how many leads it takes to convert into listings and then how many deals you will do per month and ultimately annually multiplied by your average dollar per deal to get you to the ultimate end goal of annual gross commissions. Does that make sense? When you know your conversion rate, then you have the ability to literally plan your business and then simply work the plan. These are the fundamentals for goal setting for the real estate business. And we do this right away in our course. Does that make sense? We go over this in the Forex Formula Real Estate Mastery course and we have tools to help you get it done. This alone is pivotal for most real estate agents. I think that I could potentially take that part of the course and just make it available to people for a real, like a, a smaller price and they would literally double their business just from that, just doing that. I really believe that. Anyway, okay, let's move on. Number five. Okay, what about tax planning? Oh, yeah. I just had a little shudder. Yuck. Oh, man, I can't stand taxes. <laughs> but you know what? It has to be done. We have to plan for it. Know the numbers. Know the strategies that are available to you in order to minimize your tax liability. What's a proper expense? What's not considered a proper expense? Don't spend the money that should be sent to the government. Don't do it. I got into a lot of trouble in that area, and it was horrible. And I never want to go through that again. It was a nightmare. If you take 15 to 25% of your commission checks and put it into a separate account outside of your working account, then you should be fine in most cases. There are some great ways to structure your business depending on the tax laws of your area. And I would really encourage you to get proper advice from a trusted accountant. Do it. Don't be cheap on this. In order to, in order for you to um, get out of survive and move on to thrive, you need to be thinking bigger from the beginning. Plan for success. Don't plan for failure. Don't spend the government's money. If after all is said and done, the taxes are paid and there's money left in that account, then take it. Go on a vacation. Put that money in your investment account, whatever. That's the time to enjoy the money, not during the months that you're earning it. Does that make sense? Okay, number six, business expenses. Know where your money is going. Know how much money you're spending on the different areas of your business operations. Remember, you are a realtorpreneur and this is what business people do. They know how much they're spending on their expenses and they begin to make budgets. As your income increases, you can increase incrementally, but if you suddenly start to get better results while spending the same on certain expenses, then you're creating a fantastic business that's highly profitable. When you keep track of your expenses and begin to track what gets you the most results, then you begin to understand how to say no to certain expenses and plan for spending in areas that are most productive and profitable. So more about this on the course. A, if you hire an assistant, what are the, what's the net result of that? Whatever you're paying that person should net you a minimum of double that or even triple that. If you pay someone 20 grand per year to help your business, then the end result should be an additional 40 to $60,000 to your bottom line. Unless for your purposes, it's about literally buying time. So you know, if you just spend time with your loved ones and not have your business suffer, then that's fine. But as a realtorpreneur business person, I believe that every expense should pay you dividends, not simply zero out, you know? The only way to know this for certain is to know the numbers, right? 
Does it really make sense to have a $900 a month car payment so that you look good? Or is it better to save up, own a vehicle as a depreciating asset with no payments? Is it better to buy a new car or lease a new car or own a pretty good used car that's already experienced its larger amount of depreciation? These are just questions to ask. Talk to your accountant about this. What are you paying to your office? Are you getting the value you need from that office for the money you're paying them? Are you able to negotiate certain aspects based on production? I've done this many times. Can your deal fees decrease if you hit a certain amount of deals? Now that's a good motivation, isn't it? That's a win-win for both the office and you. Know the numbers. These are just a few examples of different areas of your business where it's important to make it your business to know. You can't change or tweak or improve what you don't measure, right? Not knowing can be totally damaging. I've been there. I remember those days when I was making a lot of money and it was flowing right out of the bank account just as fast as it was going in. But when I began to regain control and I suddenly woke up to where my business, like, sorry, to where in my business I was wasting my time and where I was wasting my money, it made an enormous difference to my profitability. The key here is you guessed it, know the numbers. That's it for today. I hope you found value in our chat today. I appreciate you and I appreciate that you're coming here on a weekly basis to catch another episode. I wish you guys all the best and I encourage you to go out there and make a great day. Hey, I hope you enjoyed that last episode. Here's the reality that you may or may not know. The top 20% of real estate agents take home 80% of the money out there, while the bottom 80% are fighting over 20% of the scraps that are left. Do you have a desire to be in the top 20%? If you're working hard and not sustainably making six figures of income and beyond, the problem is not you, it's your system. I struggled for years until one day the light bulb came on and I figured out how to simplify the real estate business. If you want to learn my secrets that anyone can implement immediately, that I still use every day, that pays me multiple six figures every year, go to 4xformula.com right now. That's 4xformula.com. The number 4xformula.com. 